Hello everybody and welcome to our Dead Sea Scrolls bonus. That's right, today we are reading Tobit. Why, you might ask? I mean, this is part of the Deuterocanon that everybody is more or less aware of, correct? Correct. But fragments of Tobit are actually extensively found in the Dead Sea Scrolls. Meaning, we kind of have to know what's in Tobit to ask ourselves why on earth the Qumran community would include it in their caves. Now that said, uh, real quick, as a Protestant, as a Lutheran, I do not believe that Tobit is scripture. However, I do recognize that Roman Catholics and most Eastern Orthodox would say, oh yeah, it's inspired Deuterocanon. Uh, especially with Rome having declared it scripture in Trent. Okay, fine. But you do have to keep in mind here, I'm going to respond a little bit of that. Maybe at some point I'll have a Deuterocanon series where I read and evaluate everything in these secondary books. But really today, the importance is understanding why the Qumran community included Tobit in it. That's what we're addressing today after we read the entirety of the book of Tobit, all 14 chapters with a modern translation. Let's jump right in. Chapter 1, the book of the words of Tobit, son of Tobiel, son of Hananiel, son of Aduel, son of Gabael, son of Raphael, son of Raguel, of the descendants of Asiel, of the tribe of Naphtali, who in the days of King Shalmaneser of the Assyrians was taken into captivity from Tishbe, which is to the south of Kadesh, Naphtali in Upper Galilee, above Asher, toward the west, the north of Fogor. I, Tobit, walked in the ways of truth and righteousness all the days of my life. I performed many acts of charity for my kindred and my nation who had gone with me in exile to Nineveh in the land of the Assyrians. When I was in my own country in the land of Israel, while I was still a young man, the whole tribe of my ancestor Naphtali deserted the house of David in Jerusalem. This city had been chosen from among all the tribes of Israel, where all the tribes of Israel should offer sacrifice, and where the temple, the dwelling of God, had been consecrated and established for all generations forever. All my kindred in my ancestral house of Naphtali sacrificed upon all the mountains of Galilee to the calf that King Jeroboam of Israel had erected in Dan and on all the mountains of Galilee. But I alone went often to Jerusalem for the festivals as it is prescribed for all Israel by an everlasting decree. I would hurry off to Jerusalem with the first fruits of the crops and the firstlings of the flock, the tithes of the cattle and the first shearings of the sheep. I would give these to the priests, the sons of Aaron, at the altar, likewise the tenth of the grain, wine, olive oil, pomegranates, figs, and the rest of the fruits to the sons of Levi who ministered at Jerusalem. Also every six years I would save up a second tenth in money and go and distribute it each year in Jerusalem, giving it to the orphans and widows and to the converts who had attached themselves to the Israelites. In the third year I would bring it and give it to them, and we would eat it according to the ordinance decreed concerning it in the law of Moses, and according to the instructions of Deborah, the mother of my father Tobiel, for my father had died and left me an orphan. When I became a man, I married a woman, a member of our own family, and by her I became the father of a son whom I named Tobias. After I was carried away captive to Assyria, and came as a captive to Nineveh, Every one of my kindred and my people ate the food of the nations, but I kept myself from eating the food of the nations, because I was mindful of God with all my heart. The Most High gave me favor and good standing with Shalmaneser, and I used to buy everything he needed. Until his death, 
I used to go into Medea to buy for him there, and I left in trust bags holding ten talents of silver with Gabael, the brother of Gabri, in the country of Medea. But when Shalmaneser died and his son Sennacherib reigned in his place, Median roads became lawless and I could no longer travel to Medea. In the days of Shalmaneser, I performed many acts of charity to my kindred, those of my people. I would give my food to the hungry and my clothing to the naked, and if I saw the dead body of any of my nation thrown out behind the wall of Nineveh, I would bury it. I also buried any whom King Sennacherib put to death when he came fleeing from Judea in those days of judgment that the king of heaven executed upon him because of his blasphemies. For in his anger he put to death many Israelites, but I would secretly remove the bodies and bury them. So when Sennacherib looked for them, he could not find them. Then one of the Ninevites went and informed the king about me that I was burying them, so I hid myself. But when I realized that the king knew about me and that I was being searched for to be put to death, I was afraid and ran away. Then all my property was confiscated. Nothing was left to me that was not taken into the royal treasury except my wife Anna and my son Tobias. But not forty days passed before two of Sennacherib's sons killed him, and when they fled to the mountains of Ararat, his son Esarhaddon reigned after him. He appointed Ahikar the son of my brother Hanael over all the accounts of his kingdom, and he had authority over the entire administration. Ahikar interceded for me, and I returned to Nineveh. Now Ahikar was chief cupbearer, keeper of the signet, and in charge of administration and accounts under King Sennacherib of Assyria. So Asarhaddon appointed him as second in command. He was my nephew, and so a close relative. Chapter 2 in the days of Esarhaddon, I returned home, and my wife Anna and my son Tobias were restored to me. At our festival of Pentecost, which is the sacred festival of weeks, a good dinner was prepared for me, and I reclined to eat. When the table had been set for me, and an abundance of food placed before me, I said to my son Tobias, Go, my son, and bring whatever poor person you may find of our kindred among the exiles in Nineveh, who is wholeheartedly mindful of God, and he shall eat together with me. I will wait for you, my son, until you come back. So Tobias went to look for some poor person of our kindred. When he had returned, he said, Father. And I replied, Here I am, my son. Then he went on to say, Look, father, one of our own nation has been killed and thrown into the marketplace, and now he lies there strangled. And I sprang up, left the dinner before even tasting it, and removed him from the square and laid him in one of the outbuildings at my home until sunset when I might bury him. When I returned, I washed myself and ate my food in sorrow. Then I remembered the prophecy of Amos, how he said against Bethel, Your festivals shall be turned into mourning, and all your songs into lamentation. And I wept. When the sun had set, I went and dug a grave and buried him. And my neighbors laughed and said, Is he still not afraid? He has already been hunted down to be put to death for doing this, and he ran away, yet here he is again burying the dead. That same night I washed myself and went into my courtyard and lay down by the wall of the courtyard. My face was uncovered because of the heat. I did not know that there were sparrows on the wall. Their fresh droppings fell into my eyes and produced white films. I went to physicians to be healed, but the more they treated me with ointments, the more my vision was obscured by the white films, until I became completely blind. For four years I remained unable to see. All my kindred were sorry for me, and Ahikar took care of me for two years before he went to Elamais. At that time, my wife Anna earned money at women's work. She used to send what she made to the owners, and they would pay wages to her. 
One day, the seventh of distress, when she cut off a piece she had woven and sent it to the owners, they paid her full wages and also gave her a young goat for a meal. When it came toward me, the goat began to bleat, so I called her and said, Where did you get this goat? It is surely not stolen, is it? Return it to the owners, for we have no right to eat anything stolen. But she said to me, It was given to me as a gift in addition to my wages. But I did not believe her and told her to return it to the owners. I became flushed with anger against her over this. Then she replied to me, Where are your acts of charity? Where are your righteous deeds? These things are known about you. Chapter 3. Tobit's Prayer Then with much grief and anguish of heart I wept, and with groaning I began to pray, You are righteous, O Lord, and all your deeds are just. All your ways are mercy and truth. You judge the world. And now, O Lord, may you be mindful of me and look favorably upon me. Do not punish me for my sins or for my unwitting offenses or for those of my ancestors. They sinned against you and disobeyed your commandments. So you gave us over to plunder, exile, and death to become the talk, the byword, and an object of reproach among all the nations among whom you have dispersed us. And now your many judgments are true in dealing with me according to my sins, for we have not kept your commandments and have not walked in accordance with truth before you. So now deal with me as you will. Command my spirit to be taken from me, so that I may be released from the face of the earth and become dust. For it is better for me to die than to live, because I have had to listen to undeserved insults, and great is the sorrow that attends me. Command, O Lord, that I be released from this distress. Release me to go to the place of eternity, and do not, O Lord, turn your face away from me. For it is better for me to die than to see so much distress in my life, and better not to listen to insults. On the same day, at Ecbatana in Medea, it also happened that Sarah, the daughter of Raguel, was reproached by one of her father's female slaves. For she had been married to seven husbands, and the wicked demon Asmodeus had killed each of them before they had been with her, as is customary for wives. So the female slave said to her, You are the one who kills your husbands. See, you have already been married to seven husbands, and have not borne the name of a single one of them. Why do you beat us? Because your husbands are dead? Go with them. May we never see a son or daughter of yours." Overcome with emotion at that time, she wept and went up to her father's upper room, intending to hang herself. But she thought it over and said, Let no one ever reproach my father, saying to him, You had only one beloved daughter, and she hanged herself out of distress. I would bring my father in his old age down in sorrow to Hades. It is better for me not to hang myself, but to beg the Lord that I may die, so that I will not have to listen to these reproaches for the rest of my life. At that same time, with hands outstretched toward the window, she prayed and said, Blessed are you, merciful God, blessed is your name forever. Let all your works bless you forever. And now my face is toward you, and I have raised my eyes. Command that I be released from the earth, and not listen to such reproaches any more. You know, O Master, that I am innocent of any defilement with a man, and that I have not disgraced my name or the name of my father in the land of my exile. I am my father's only child. He has no other child to be his heir, and he has no close relative or other kindred for whom I should keep myself as wife. Already seven husbands of mine have died. Why should I still live? But if it is not pleasing to you, O Lord, to take my life, hear me in my disgrace. At that very moment, the prayers of both of them were heard in the glorious presence of God. So Raphael was sent to heal both of them. 
Tobit by removing the white films from his eyes so that he might see God's light with his eyes, and Sarah, daughter of Raguel, by giving her in marriage to Tobias, son of Tobit, and by setting her free from the wicked demon Asmodeus. For Tobias was entitled to have her before all others who had desired to marry her. At the same time that Tobit returned from the courtyard into his house, Sarah's daughter of Raguel came down from her upper room. Chapter 4 that same day, Tobit remembered the money that he had left in trust with Gabael at Rages in Medea. And he said to himself, Now that I have asked for death, why do I not call my son Tobias and explain to him about this money before I die? Then he called his son Tobias, and when he came to him, he said, Give me a proper burial. Honor your mother and do not abandon her all the days of her life. Do whatever pleases her and do nothing that makes her unhappy. Remember her, my son, because she faced many dangers for you while you were in her womb. And when she dies, bury her beside me in the same grave. Be mindful of the Lord all your days, my son, and refuse to sin or to transgress his commandments. Do what is right all the days of your life, and do not walk in the ways of wrongdoing. For those who act honestly will prosper in all their activities. To all those who practice righteousness... Give alms according to your circumstances, my son, and do not turn your face away from anyone who is poor. Then the face of God will not be turned away from you. Act according to what you have, my son. If you have much, give alms from it. If you have little, give alms in accordance with what you have. Do not be afraid, my son, to give alms. You will be laying up a good treasure for yourself against a day of need. For almsgiving delivers from death and keeps you from going into the darkness. Indeed, almsgiving for all who practice it is an excellent offering in the presence of the Most High. Beware, my son, of every kind of sexual immorality. First of all, marry a woman from among the descendants of your ancestors. Do not marry a foreign woman who is not of your father's tribe, for we are the descendants of prophets and true-born sons of prophets. The first prophet was Abraham, then Isaac and Jacob, our ancestors of old. Remember, my son, that all these took wives from among their kindred. They were blessed in their children, and their posterity will inherit the land. So now, my son, love your kindred, and in your heart do not be so arrogant against the daughters of the members of your people as to refuse to take one of them as wife. For in arrogance there is ruin and great confusion, and in idleness there is loss and dire poverty, because idleness is the mother of famine. Do not keep over until the next day the wages of those who work for you, but pay them their wages the same day, and let not the pay of those among you be delayed overnight. Your pay will not be kept over if you serve God faithfully. Watch yourself, my son, in everything you do, and discipline yourself in all your conduct. In what you hate, do not do to anyone. May no evil go with you on any of your way. Give some of your food to the hungry and some of your clothing to the naked. Give all your surplus as alms, my son, and do not let your eye begrudge your giving of alms. Pour out your food and your wine on the grave of the righteous, but do not give it to sinners. Seek advice from every wise person and do not be disdainful since any counsel is useful. At all times bless God and ask him that your ways may be made straight and that all your paths and plans may prosper. For no nation has good counsel, but the Lord himself gives it. Whom he wants to, he exalts, and whom he wants to, he casts down to Hades below. So now, my son, remember these commandments of mine and do not let them be erased from your heart.
And now, my son, let me explain to you that I left ten talents of silver in trust with Gabael, son of Gabrias, at Rages in Medea. Do not be afraid, my son, because we have become poor. You have great wealth if you fear God, and flee from every sin, and to do what is good in the sight of the Lord your God. Chapter 5 Then Tobias answered his father Tobit, I will do everything that you have commanded me, father, but how can I obtain the money from him, since he does not know me, and I do not know him? What evidence am I to give him, so that he will recognize and trust me and give me the money? Also, I do not know the roads to Medea, or how to get there. Then Tobit answered his son Tobias, He gave me his bond, and I gave him my bond. I divided his in two, we each took one part, and I put one with the money. And now twenty years have passed since I left this money in trust. So now, my son, find yourself a trustworthy man to go with you, and we will pay him wages until you return. But get back the money from Gabriel. So Tobias went out to look for a man to go with him to Medea, someone who was acquainted with the way. He went out and found the angel Raphael standing in front of him, but he did not perceive that he was an angel of God. Tobias said to him, Where do you come from, young man? From the Israelites, your kindred, he replied, and I have come here to work. Then Tobias said to him, Do you know the way to go to Medea? Yes, he replied, I have been there many times. I am acquainted with it and know all the roads. I have often traveled to Medea and would stay with our kinsman Gabriel, who lives in Rages of Medea. It is a journey of two days from Ecbatana to Rages, for it lies in a mountainous area, while Ecbatana is in the middle of the plain. Then Tobias said to him, Wait for me, young man, until I go in and tell my father, for I do need you to travel with me, and I will pay you your wages. He replied, All right, I will wait, but do not take too long. So Tobias went in to tell his father Tobit, and said to him, I have just found a man who is one of our own Israelite kindred. He replied, Call that man in, so that I may learn about his people, and to what tribe he belongs, and whether he is trustworthy enough to go with you, my son. Then Tobias went out and called him and said, Young man, my father is calling for you. So he went in to him, and Tobit greeted him first. He replied, Many greetings to you. But Tobit retorted, What is left for me to greet any more? I am a man without eyesight. I cannot see the light of heaven, but I lie in darkness like the dead who no longer see the light. Although still alive, I am among the dead. I hear people's voices, but I cannot see them. But the young man said, Take courage. The time is near for God to heal you. Take courage. Then Tobit said to him, My son Tobias wishes to go to Medea. Can you accompany him and guide him? I will pay your wages, brother. He answered, I can go with him, and I know all the roads. I have often gone to Medea, have crossed all its plains, and am familiar with its mountains and all of its roads. Then Tobit said to him, Brother, of what family are you, and from what tribe? Tell me, brother. He replied, Why do you need to know my tribe and lineage? Are you seeking an employee or a tribe and lineage? But Tobit said, I want to be sure, brother, whose son you are, and what your name is. He replied, I am Azariah, the son of the elder Hananiah, one of your relatives. Then Tobit said to him, you are very welcome, brother. Do not feel bitter toward me, brother, because I wanted to be sure about your family. It turns out that you are a kinsman and of good and noble lineage. For I knew Hananiah and Nathan, the two sons of the elder Shemaliah, and they used to go with me to Jerusalem and worship with me there. They were not led astray. Your kindred are good people. You are of good stock. Welcome. 
Then he added, I will pay you a drachma a day as wages, as well as expenses for yourself and my son. So go with my son, and I will add something to your wages. Raphael answered, I will go with him, so do not fear. We shall leave in good health and return to you in good health, because the way is safe. So Tobit said to him, Blessings be upon you, brother. Then he called his son and said to him, Make preparations for the journey, my son, and set out with your brother. May God in heaven bring you safely there and return you in good health to me, and may his angel, my son, accompany you both for your safety. Before he went out to start his journey, he kissed his father and mother. Tobit then said to him, Have a safe journey. But his mother began to weep and said to Tobit, Why is it that you have sent my son away? Is he not the staff of our hand as he goes in and out before us? Do not heap money upon money, but let it be a ransom for our son. The life that is given to us by the Lord is enough for us. Tobit said to her, Do not worry, our son will leave in good health and return to us in good health. Your eyes will see him on the day when he returns to you in good health. Say no more, do not fear for them, my sister. For a good angel will accompany him. His journey will be successful and he will come back in good health. Chapter 6 So she stopped weeping. The young man went out and the angel went with him. And the dog came out with him and went along with them. So they both journeyed along, and when the first night overtook them, they camped by the Tigris River. Then the young man went down to wash his feet in the Tigris River, and a large fish leaped up from the water and tried to swallow the young man's foot, and he cried out. But the angel said to the young man, Catch hold of the fish and hang on to it. So the young man grasped the fish and drew it up on the land. Then the angel said to him, Cut open the fish and take out all its gall, heart, and liver. Keep them with you, but throw away the intestines. For its gall, heart, and liver are useful as medicine. So after cutting open the fish, the young man gathered together the gall, heart, and liver. Then he roasted and ate some of the fish, and kept some to be salted for the journey. The two continued on their way together until they were near Medea. Then the young man questioned the angel and said to him, Azariah, my brother, what medicinal value is there in the fish's heart and liver and in the gall? He replied, As for the fish's heart and liver, you must burn them to make a smoke in the presence of a man or woman afflicted by a demon or evil spirit, and every affliction will flee away and never remain with that person any longer. And as for the gall, anoint a person's eyes where white films have appeared on them, blow upon them upon the white films, and the eyes will be healed. When they entered Medea, and were already approaching Ecbatana, Raphael said to the young man, Tobias, my brother. Here I am, he answered. Then Raphael said to him, We must stay this night in the home of Raguel. That man is your relative, and he has a daughter named Sarah. He has no male heir and no daughter except Sarah only, and you, as next of kin to her, have before all other men a hereditary claim on her. Also it is right for you to inherit her father's possessions. Moreover, the young woman is intelligent, brave, and very beautiful, and her father is a good man. He continued, You have every right to take her in marriage. So listen to me, brother. Tonight I will speak to her father about the young woman, so that we may take her to be your bride. When we return from Rages, we will celebrate her marriage. For I know that Raguel can by no means keep her from you or promise her to another man without incurring the penalty of death according to the decree of the book of Moses. Indeed, he knows that you, rather than any other man, are entitled to marry his daughter. So now, listen to me, brother, and tonight we shall speak concerning the young woman and arrange her engagement to you. 
and when we return from Rages, we will take her and bring her back with us to your house. Then Tobias said in answer to Raphael, Azariah, my brother, I have heard that she already has been married to seven husbands, and that they died in the bridal chamber. On the night when they went into her, they would die. And I have heard some say that a demon kills them. It does not harm her, but it kills anyone who desires to approach her. So now, since I am the only son my father has, I am afraid that I may die and bring my father's and mother's lives down to their graves, grieving for me, and they have no other son to bury them. But Raphael said to him, Do you not remember your father's orders when he commanded you to take a wife from your father's house? Now listen to me, brother, and say no more about this demon. Take her. I know that this very night she will be given to you in marriage. When you enter the bridal chamber, take some of the fish's liver and heart and put them on the embers of the incense. An odor will be given off. The demon will smell it and flee and will never be seen near her anymore. Now when you are about to go to bed with her, both of you must first stand up and pray, imploring the Lord of heaven that mercy and safety be granted to you. Do not be afraid, for she has always been set apart for you. You will save her and she will go with you. I know that you will have children by her, and they will be as brothers and sisters to you. Now say no more. When Tobias heard the words of Raphael and learned that she was his sister, related through his father's lineage, he loved her very much, and his heart was drawn to her. Chapter 7 Now when they entered Ecbatana, Tobias said to him, Azariah, my brother, take me straight to our brother Raguel. So he took him to Raguel's house, where they found him sitting beside the courtyard door. They greeted him first, and he replied, Many greetings, my brothers, welcome, and good health. Then he brought them into his house. He said to his wife, Edna, How much this young man resembles my kinsman Tobit. Then Edna questioned them, saying, Where are you from, my brothers? They answered her, We belong to the descendants of Naphtali who are exiles in Nineveh. She said to them, Do you know our kinsman Tobit? And they replied, Yes, we know him. Then she asked them, Is he in good health? They replied, He is alive and in good health. And Tobias added, He is my father. At that Raguel jumped up and kissed him and wept. He also spoke to him as follows, Blessings on you, my son, offspring of a good and noble father. O most miserable of calamities that such an upright and beneficent man has become blind. He then embraced his kinsman Tobias and wept. His wife Edna also wept for him, and their daughter Sarah likewise wept. Then Raguel slaughtered a ram from the flock and received them very warmly. When they had bathed and washed themselves and had reclined to dine, Tobias said to Raphael, Azariah, my brother, ask Raguel to give me my sister Sarah. But Raguel overheard it and said to the young man, Eat and drink and be merry tonight. For no one except you, brother, has the right to marry my daughter Sarah. Likewise, I am not at liberty to give her to any other man than you, because you are my nearest relative. But let me explain to you the true situation more fully, my son. I have given her to seven men of our kinsmen, and all died on the night when they went into her. But now, my son, eat and drink, and the Lord will act on behalf of you both. But Tobias said, I will neither eat nor drink anything until you settle the things that pertain to me. So Raguel said, I will do so. She is given to you in accordance with the decree in the book of Moses, and it has been decreed from heaven that she be given to you. Take your sister. From now on you are her brother, and she is your sister. 
She is given to you from today and forever. May the Lord of heaven, my son, guide and prosper you both this night and grant you mercy and peace. Then Raguel summoned his daughter Sarah. When she came to him, he took her by the hand and gave her to Tobiah, saying, Take her to be your wife in accordance with the law and decree written in the book of Moses. Take her and bring her safely to your father. And may the God of heaven let your journey go smoothly and in his peace. Then he called her mother and told her to bring writing material. And he wrote out a copy of a marriage contract to the effect that he gave her to him as wife, according to the decree of the law of Moses. Then they began to eat and drink. Raguel called his wife Edna and said to her, Sister, get the other room ready and take her there. So she went and made the bed in the room as he had told her and brought Sarah there. She wept for her daughter. Then wiping away the tears, she said to her, Take courage, my daughter. The Lord of heaven grant you joy in place of your sorrow. Take courage, my daughter. Then she went out. Chapter 8 When they had finished eating and drinking, they wanted to retire. So they took the young man and brought him into the bedroom. Then Tobias remembered the words of Raphael, and he took the fish's liver and heart out of the bag where he had them, and put them on the embers of the incense. The odor of the fish so repelled the demon that he fled to the remotest parts of Egypt. But Raphael followed him and at once bound him there hand and foot. When the parents had gone out and shut the door of the room, Tobias got out of bed and said to Sarah, Sister, get up and let us pray and implore our Lord that he grant us mercy and safety. So she got up, and they began to pray and implore that they might be kept safe. Tobias began by saying, Blessed are you, O God of our ancestors, and blessed is your name in all generations forever. Let the heavens and the whole creation bless you forever. You made Adam, and for him you made his wife Eve as a helper and support. From the two of them the human race has sprung. You said, It is not good that the man should be alone. Let us make a helper for him like himself. I now am taking this sister of mine, not for sexual gratification, but with sincerity. Grant that she and I may find mercy, and that we may grow old together. And they both together said, Amen, Amen. Then they went to sleep for the night. But Raguel arose and called his servants to him, and they went and dug a grave. For he said, It is possible that he will die, and we will become an object of ridicule and derision. When they had finished digging the grave, Raguel went into his house and called his wife, saying, Send one of the female slaves and have her go in to see if he is alive. But if he is dead, let us bury him without anyone knowing it. So they sent the female slave, lit a lamp, and opened the door. And she went in and found them lying in bed asleep together. Then the female slave came out and informed them that he was alive and that nothing was wrong. So they blessed the God of heaven, and Raguel said, Blessed are you, O God, with every pure blessing. Let all your chosen ones bless you. Let them bless you forever. Blessed are you, because you have made me glad. It has not turned out as I expected, but you have dealt with us according to your great mercy. Blessed are you, because you had compassion on two only children. Be merciful to them, O Master, and keep them safe. Bring their lives to fulfillment in happiness and mercy. Then he ordered his servants to fill in the grave before daybreak. After this, he asked his wife to bake many loaves of bread. And he went out to the herd and brought two steers and four rams and ordered them to be slaughtered. So they began to make preparations. 
Then he called for Tobias and said to him, You shall not leave here for fourteen days, but shall stay here eating and drinking with me, and you shall cheer up my daughter, who has been depressed. Take at once half of what I own and return in safety to your father. The other half will be yours when my wife and I die. Take courage, my son, I am your father and Edna is your mother, and we belong to you as well as to your sister now and forever. Take courage, my son. Chapter 9 Then Tobias called Raphael and said to him, Azariah, my brother, take four servants and two camels with you and travel to Ragas. Go to the home of Gabael, give him the bond, get the money, and then bring him with you to the wedding celebration. For you know that my father must be counting the days, and if I delay even one day, I will upset him very much. You are witness to the oath Raguel has sworn, and I cannot violate his oath. So Raphael, with the four servants and two camels, went to Ragas and Medea and stayed with Gabael. Raphael gave him the bond and informed him that Tobit's son Tobias had married and was inviting him to the wedding celebration. So Gabael got up and counted out to him the money bags with their seals intact, and they put them together. In the morning they both got up early and went to the wedding celebration. When they came into Raguel's house, they found Tobias reclining at table. He sprang up and greeted Gabael, who wept and blessed him with the words, Good and noble, son of a father, good and noble, upright and generous, may the Lord grant the blessing of heaven to you and your wife and to your father and to the mother of your wife. Blessed be God, for I see in Tobias the very image of my cousin Tobit. Chapter 10 Now day by day Tobit kept counting how many days Tobias would need for going and for returning. And when the days had passed and his son did not appear, he said, is it possible that he has been detained, or that Gabael has died and there is no one to give him the money? And he began to worry. His wife Anna said, My son has perished and is no longer among the living. And she began to weep and mourn for her son, saying, Woe to me, my child, the light of my eyes, that I let you make the journey. But Tobit kept saying to her, be quiet and stop worrying, my sister. He is all right. Something must have happened to delay them. The man who went with him is trustworthy and is one of our own kin. Do not grieve for him, my sister. He will be here soon. She answered him, Be quiet yourself. Stop trying to deceive me. My son has perished. She would rush out every day and watch the road her son had taken and would heed no one. When the sun had set, she would go in and mourn and weep all night long, getting no sleep. Now when the fourteen days of the wedding celebration had ended, that Raguel had sworn to observe for his daughter, Tobias came to him and said, Send me back, for I know that my father and mother do not believe that they will see me again. So I beg of you, father, to let me go so that I may return to my own father. I have already explained to you how I left him. But Raguel said to Tobias, Stay, my son, stay with me. I will send messengers to your father Tobit, and they will inform him about you. But he said to him, No, I beg you to send me back to my father. So Raguel stood and gave Tobias his wife Sarah, as well as half of all his property, male and female slaves, oxen and sheep, donkeys and camels, clothing, money, and household goods. Then he saw them safely off. He embraced Tobias and said to him, Farewell, my son, have a safe journey. The Lord of heaven prosper you and your wife Sarah, and may I see children of yours before I die. 
Then he said to his daughter Sarah, My daughter, go to your father-in-law and your mother-in-law, since from now on they are as much your parents as those who gave you birth. Go in peace, daughter, and may I hear a good report about you as long as I live. Then he bade them farewell and let them go. And then Edna said to Tobias, My child and dear brother, the Lord of heaven bring you back safely, and may I live long enough to see children from you and of my daughter Sarah before I die. In the sight of the Lord I entrust my daughter to you. Do nothing to make her unhappy all the days of your life. Go in peace, my son. From now on I am your mother, and Sarah is your sister. May we all prosper together all the days of our lives. Then she kissed them both and saw them safely off. Tobias parted from Raguel with happiness and joy, praising the Lord of heaven and earth, king over all, because he had made his journey a success. And he blessed Raguel and his wife Edna and said, May it come to pass that I honor them all the days of their lives. Chapter 11 When they came near to Kasserin, which is opposite Nineveh, Raphael said, You are aware of how we left your father. Let us run ahead of your wife and prepare the house while they are still on the way. As they went on together, Raphael said to him, Have the gall ready in your hand. And the dog went along behind them. Meanwhile, Anna sat looking intently down the road by which her son would come. When she caught sight of him coming, she said to his father, Look, your son is coming, and the man who went with him. Raphael said to Tobias before he had approached his father, I know that his eyes will be opened. Smear the gall of the fish on his eyes. The medicine will make the white films shrink and peel off from his eyes, and your father will regain his sight and see the light. Then Anna ran up to her son and threw her arms around her son, saying, Now that I have seen you, my son, I am ready to die. And she wept. Then Tobit got up and came stumbling out through the courtyard door. Tobias went up to him with the gall of the fish in his hand and blew it into his eyes, then took hold of him, saying, Take courage, father. With this, he applied the medicine on his eyes, and it stung. Next, with both his hands, he peeled off the white films from the corners of his eyes. Then Tobit threw his arms around him, and he wept and said to him, I see you, my son, the light of my eyes. Then he said, Blessed be God, may his great name be upon us, and blessed be all the angels throughout all the ages. Though he afflicted me, now I see my son Tobias. So Tobit went in rejoicing and praising God at the top of his voice. Tobias reported to his father that his journey had been successful, that he had brought the money, that he had married Raguel's daughter Sarah, and that she was indeed on her way there, very near to the gate of Nineveh. Then Tobit, rejoicing and praising God, went out to meet his daughter-in-law at the gate of Nineveh. When the people of Nineveh saw him coming, walking along in full vigor and with no one leading him, they were amazed. Before them all, Tobit acknowledged that God had been merciful to him and had restored his sight. When Tobit met Sarah, the wife of his son Tobias, he blessed her, saying, Come in, my daughter, and be welcome. Blessed be your God who has brought you to us, my daughter. Blessed be your father and your mother. Blessed be my son Tobias, and blessed be you, my daughter. Come in now to your home and be welcome with blessing and joy. Come in, my daughter. So on that day there was rejoicing among all the Jews who were in Nineveh. Ahikar and his nephew Nadab were also present to share Tobit's joy. Chapter 12 When the wedding celebration was ended, 
Tobit called his son Tobias and said to him, My son, see to paying the wages of the man who went with you, and give him a bonus as well. He replied, Father, how much shall I pay him? It would do me no harm to give him half of the possessions brought back with me, for he has led me back safely, cured my wife, brought the money back with me, and healed you. How much extra shall I give him as a bonus? Tobit replied, He deserves, my son, to receive half of all that he brought back. So Tobias called him and said, Take for your wages half of all that you brought back, and farewell. Then Raphael called the two of them privately and said to them, Bless God and acknowledge him in the presence of all the living for the good things he has done for you. Bless and sing praise to his name with fitting honor declare to all people the deeds of God. Do not be slow to acknowledge him. It is good to conceal the secret of a king and to acknowledge and reveal the works of God with proper honor. Do good and evil will not overtake you. Prayer with fidelity is good, and almsgiving with righteousness is better than wealth with injustice. It is better to give alms than to lay up gold, for almsgiving saves from death and purges away every sin. Those who give alms will enjoy a full life, but those who commit sin and do wrong are their own enemies. I will now declare the whole truth to you and will conceal nothing from you. Already I have declared it to you when I said it is good to conceal the secret of a king, but to reveal with due honor the works of God. So now, when you and Sarah prayed, it was I who brought the record of your prayers before the glory of the Lord. And likewise, whenever you would bury the dead, in that time when you did not hesitate to get up and leave your dinner to go and lay out that corpse, I was sent to you to test you. And at the same time, God sent me to heal you and Sarah, your daughter-in-law. I am Raphael, one of the seven angels who stand ready and enter before the glory of the Lord. The two of them were shaken, and threw themselves face down, for they were afraid. But he said to them, Do not be afraid. Peace be with you. Bless God forevermore. As for me, when I was with you, I was not acting on my own will, but by the will of God. Bless him each and every day. Sing his praises. When you were watching me, I was not really eating anything, but what you saw was a vision. So now bless the Lord on the earth and acknowledge God. See, I am ascending to him who sent me. Write down all these things that have happened to you. And he ascended. Then they stood up and could see him no more. They kept blessing God and singing his praises, and they acknowledged God for these marvelous deeds of his, that an angel of God had appeared to them. Chapter 13 Then Tobit said, Blessed be God, who lives forever, and blessed be his kingdom. For he afflicts, and he shows mercy. He leads down to Hades in the lowest regions of the earth, and he brings up from the great abyss, and there is nothing that can escape his hand. Acknowledge him before the nations, O children of Israel, for he has scattered you among them. He has shown you his greatness even there. Exalt him in the presence of every living being, because he is our Lord and he is our God. He is our Father and he is God forever. He will afflict you for your iniquities, but he will again show mercy on all of you. He will gather you from all the nations among whom you have been scattered. If you turn to him with all your heart and with all your soul, to do what is true before him, then he will turn to you, and will no longer hide his face from you. So now see what he has done for you. Acknowledge him at the top of your voice. 
Bless the Lord of righteousness, and exalt the King of the ages. In the land of my exile I acknowledge him, and show his power and majesty to a nation of sinners. Turn back, you sinners, and do what is right before him. Perhaps he may look with favor upon you, and show you mercy. As for me, I exalt my God, and my soul rejoices in the King of heaven. Let all people speak of his majesty, and acknowledge him in Jerusalem. O Jerusalem, the holy city, he afflicted you for the deeds of your hands, but will again have mercy on the children of the righteous. Acknowledge the Lord worthily, and bless the King of the ages, so that your tent may be rebuilt for you with joy. May he cheer all those within you who are captives, and love all those within you who are distressed, to all generations forever. A bright light will shine to all the remotest parts of the earth, Many nations will come to you from far away, the inhabitants of the ends of the earth to your holy name, bearing gifts in their hands for the King of heaven. Generation after generation will give joyful praise in you. The name of the chosen city will endure forever. Cursed are all who reject you, and all who blaspheme you. Cursed are all who hate you, and all who speak a harsh word against you. Cursed are all who conquer you and pull down your walls, all who overthrow your towers and set your homes on fire, but blessed forever will be all who build you up. Rejoice then and exult over the children of the righteous, for they will all be gathered together and will bless the Lord of the ages. Happy will be those who love you, and happy are those who will rejoice in your peace. Happy also all people who grieve with you because of your afflictions, for they will rejoice with you and witness all your joy forever. My soul blesses the Lord, the great King, for Jerusalem will be rebuilt as his house for all ages. How happy I will be if a remnant of my descendants should survive, to see your glory and acknowledge the King of heaven. The gates of Jerusalem will be built with sapphire and emerald, and all your walls with precious stones. The tower of Jerusalem will be built with gold, and their battlements with pure gold. The streets of Jerusalem will be paved with ruby and with stones of Ophir. The gates of Jerusalem will sing hymns of joy, and all her houses will cry hallelujah. Blessed be the God of Israel, and the blessed will bless the holy name forever and ever. Chapter 14 So ended Tobit's words of praise. He died in peace when he was 112 years old, and was buried with great honor in Nineveh. He was fifty-eight years old when he lost his eyesight, and after regaining it he lived in prosperity, giving alms. He continued to bless God and to acknowledge God's greatness. When he was about to die, he called his son Tobias and his seven children and gave this command, My son, take your children and escape off to Medea, for I believe the word of God that Nahum spoke about Nineveh, that all these things will occur and happen to Assyria and Nineveh. Indeed, everything that was spoken by the prophets of Israel whom God sent will occur. None of all their words will fail, but all will come true at their appointed times. So it will be safer in Medea than among the Assyrians or in Babylon. For I know and believe that whatever God has said will be fulfilled and will occur. Not a single word of the prophecies will fail. All of our kindred inhabitants of the land of Israel will be counted and taken as captives from the good land, and the whole land of Israel will be desolate. Even Samaria and Jerusalem will be desolate, and 
the temple of God in it will be burned to the ground and will be desolate for a while. But God will again have mercy on them, and God will bring them back into the land of Israel, and they will rebuild the temple, but not like the first one, until the appointed time is completed. After this, they all will return from their exile and will rebuild Jerusalem in splendor, and in it the temple of God will be rebuilt, just as the prophets of Israel have said concerning it. Then all the nations in the whole world will all be converted and will truly fear God. They will all abandon all their idols who deceitfully have led them into their error, and in righteousness they will praise the eternal God. All the Israelites who are saved in those days and are truly mindful of God will be gathered together. They will go to Jerusalem and live in safety forever in the land of Abraham, and it will be given over to them. Those who sincerely love God will rejoice, but those who commit sin and injustice will vanish from all the earth. So now, my children, I command you, serve God faithfully and do what is pleasing in his sight. Your children are also to be commanded to do what is right and to give alms and to be merciful of God and to bless his name at all times with sincerity and with all their strength. So now, my son, leave Nineveh. Do not remain here. On whatever day you bury your mother beside me, do not stay overnight within the confines of the city, for I see that there is much injustice within it and that much deceit is practiced within it, while the people are without shame. See, my son, what Nadab did to Ahikar, who had reared him. Was he not, while still alive, brought down into the earth? For God repaid him to his face for this shameful treatment. Ahikar came out into the light, but Nadab went into the eternal darkness because he tried to kill Ahikar. Because he gave alms, he escaped the fatal trap that Nadab had set for him. But Nadab fell into it himself and was destroyed. So now, my children, see what almsgiving accomplishes and what injustice does. It brings death, but now my breath fails me. Then they laid him on his bed, and he died, and he received an honorable funeral. When Tobias's mother died, he buried her beside his father. Then he and his wife returned to Medea and settled in Ecbatana with Raguel, his father-in-law. He looked after his parents-in-law with great respect in their old age and buried them in Ecbatana of Medea. He inherited both the property of Raguel and that of his father Tobit. He died highly respected at the age of 117 years. Before he died, he saw and heard of the destruction of Nineveh, and he saw its prisoners being led into Medea, those whom King Syaxares of Medea had taken captive. Tobias blessed God for all he had done to the people of Nineveh and Assyria. Before he died, he rejoiced over Nineveh, and he blessed the Lord God forever and ever. Amen. And that's it for Tobit. Now, we gotta address some things. Again, as I said, I am a Lutheran. I do not believe that Tobit is inspired scripture. For some reasons that I would hope you were finding obvious. It's really weird to have the angel Raphael lying to somebody, lying about his identity, lying about his purpose, and being there to manipulate when no other angel in scripture really acts this way. In fact, even when angels don't want to address their true identity in scripture, they just don't say a name. They don't give a name. That's the thing. That's what they do. Why would Raphael lie 
and not only lie, but lie very specifically about being Tobit's kinsman. Hmm, that's weird. That's uncomfortable. But in addition to that, the book does contradict itself when it claims that Tobias was an only son, and then claims that he had six siblings on Tobit's deathbed. That's weird. And maybe, maybe, just maybe, uh, somehow Tobit had six other kids at the age of 62 years old. You know, he was struck blind at 58 years old, and then four years later, when he's 62, he still has an only son. But beyond that, when you look at how exactly his blindness is cured, it's with fish liver that apparently cures the very thick cataracts that were over his eyes or something. Um, the whole fish part of it, that a demon was so offended by stinky fish guts that he fled all the way to Egypt and then Raphael shows up and just like arrests him or something. Why didn't Raphael just do that? <laughs> Why didn't he just confront him? Why do you have to do some weird semi-pagan ritual that feels an awful lot like a callback to Jacob in his branches and his ewe lambs and everything? It's weird. It really doesn't make much sense for an archangel to do this sort of thing. But I digress. I mean, if there is a period in the Very Lutheran Project where we address the Deuterocanon in greater detail, I'll bring up more of my trepidations and hesitations later then. But for now, let's talk about Qumran. Why would Qumran include this? Well, first, it does establish Jerusalem supremacy. Tobit is a member of a different tribe. He's not from Judah or Benjamin or Levi, but during the period of northern Israel's final days, he is going to Jerusalem to honor the true and proper biblical feast days, to do the sacrifices, the whole bit. He's a faithful man, right? Well, that means that according to Qumran, this would shore up their belief that Jerusalem needed to be cleansed. And also the vague prophecies at the final chapter of Tobit, it really does, if misread, it really does carry water for the ideas that they had. And especially the 13th chapter where he's talking about the armaments of uh, Jerusalem being made out of pure gold and everything. If Tobit really is inspired scripture, if I am mistaken as a Lutheran for believing this doesn't belong in the canon, it's just helpful historical literature, even if I'm wrong, this would clearly be a foreshadowing of the new Jerusalem, the heavenly Jerusalem, which is described with all this gold and all these precious gemstones and everything. That's what Tobit would be getting at. Not an earthly Jerusalem with pure gold ornaments and armaments. Qumran's not going to see it that same way. In their war scroll, they want people fighting with pure gold, with pure crystals and gemstones and everything, so they can say, aha, just like good old Tobit said on his deathbed. <laughs> it's crazy, but it does for them seem to justify some of the goofy ideas concerning eschatology that they held to. 
Are they wrong? Yes. If Tobit is inspired, they're still wrong. If Tobit is not inspired, they're still wrong. Uh, I wonder if Tobit is actually supposed to be part of the Bible. Did Asmodeus help Qumran write their scrolls? Hmm. Just thinking out loud. <laughs> Anyway, I'll catch y'all maybe next week. I might be taking some time off around Christmas to spend with my family. But if not, I will catch you the week after and we will go wading through some scraps of Apocrypha. And I hope it'll be fun. All right, catch y'all then. Amen and amen.